I'm TJ. And I am Will. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. Starting off with GW Sports today. In men's basketball, they managed to keep their second place spot last night in the Big, t- in the Big South after defeating their foe Presbyterian, 61-53. to Of course, with the loss to Winthrop, they went back to second as Radford is now 6-1 and one and Garden Webb 5-2. and two. DJ Lester with 24 points last night, 9 for 13. So the men are now 10 for 10, 5 for 2 in the conference, and will take on Charleston Southern, 6 and 12, who is last place in the Big South on Sunday. So, all right, so Will, losing first place to Radford after losing the game to Winthrop, how does, how does Gardner-Webb, need, what does Gardner-Webb need to do if they want to keep in the top four, at least, for the tournament in order to have a chance to get an NCAA tournament bid? No. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I don't know about you, but from because uh, we were watching the game together last uh, night. Yeah. Um, and uh, they kept uh, turning uh, the ball over. It seemed uh, like over to Presbyterian, uh, and yeah. uh, they were up by what was it, fifteen, maybe twenty? Yes. And uh, they only ended up winning by eight. Because they allowed Presbyterian to come back way late in the second half, and it got to the point where it set. At one point, they were only down by five. So one thing. I noticed with Gardner Webb, there were two things. One, shooting. Yes. This when they get into um, in a when they get into I would say like when they're sh- oh shoot I'm trying to think of a good when they go cold in shooting in yes. other words, and they just it seems like they stay on that cold spot for a good percent of the game, and when they're hot they they keep it going and then they'll end up in a cold spot and then other teams able to come back. Another thing I've noticed. Passing and dribbling, of course, especially with the people in the middle paint. Now, yes, DJ Lester, despite being a power forward, is a great three-point shooter to bring him out. But if you, you're going to need help in the paint because people are going to know to guard Zek. They've got to keep DJ close to the paint so that way they can find a way to get it to him. Also, another thing they they're doing they're doing great on defense. They've managed to really step that up this year. Oh, definitely. And as especially with Zek and DJ who lead who are both tied in first on the team with rebounds. And, you know, Lassonde slowly but surely getting better. Really and truly, if they just do better passing-wise and learn how to get out of cold shooting learn how to get out of cold shooting spots, then I think they'll be good. Now, they tend to struggle against teams that are lower than them. Like Presbyterian is like third to last in the Big South Conference, something Gardner-Webb should have blown out. Winthrop. Was didn't he, only should, had one win. Should have been an, an exceptionally easy win. Exactly. So they've just got to keep staying on fire. They got to keep going on the roll. They've they can't let themselves get tired out to where they're inconsistent. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So basically, just be careful with your passes and make good shots. So how do you going into at Ch- Charleston Southern on Sunday? Well, one thing Charleston Southern is known for is their defense in the paint. Yet somehow they managed to stay in last place. How, how do you prepare for that? Because your strongest point has been in the paint. Uh, that is uh, true. However, another biggest strength has come uh, from outside the arc. Because we've had uh, people like David Effiani and Liam O'Reilly who've been leaving the team in scoring. Especially Liam, who is probably the best uh, three-point uh, shooter in the, on the entire team. I agree with you. And they've gotten way better on the arc. Their three-point percentage has gone up compared to last year. And I think they've also got people like DJ stepping up, making threes as well. But a lot of people have to step up. They've done a lot of players have stepped up with the loss of LaQuincy and Tyrell, such as Eric Jamison. I mean, he would come in, do good every now and then. He's really stepped up. 
Jamal has to he as a senior he has struggled. They have about twelve games left. This is the time for Jamal to shine and help lead this team because he went from being the lead scorer to being score averaging. He's only averaging three points a game nowadays, and mm-hmm. that's not kind of not like Jamal. No. So other people do need to step up. Lasan, I always say this, but he has to step up. He cannot be soft in the paint. No. Now he has shown how hard he can be. He's if he keeps it up. He gets into a lot of foul trouble. He's got to learn that in most cases, just to keep your hands up. You're a tall guy. You're more than likely able to reach that. One of the tallest guys on the team, my too. Heck yeah. So if you look at Zek, I've noticed when Zek blocks, he keeps his hands up and then just goes, doom, when the ball is released from the shooter's hands. Yep. So moving on with that, women's basketball, they have lost the last two games, especially in the conference. They are now two and three. They lost to Liberty 85 to 60. A bad game. I mean, they came back. It looked like they were going to make a little comeback there. And just towards the end, though, Liberty shut them down. Yep. Then Presbyterian, they lost by three, 72 to 69. Now they are 12 and five. Like I said, two and three in the conference. With in the Big South, High Point and Liberty women are in the top. High Point is undefeated. And then UNC Asheville is four women are four and one, followed by Bradford three and two. So Gardner Webb, though they have the best record in the women's basketball league. What is going on? What do you think could be the struggle for them here in these last two games that were very important to win? No, uh, I think uh, when you're uh, in like uh, the when you were like in the top uh, of the conference, that to put the target on your back. Yeah. When it seems like uh, okay, these are the team that we need to look out for. This is a team we need to take down. And these two losses to Presbyterian and Liberty have definitely taken them out of focus. So they just haven't been on their game uh, as of yes. late. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I think uh, it's uh, just uh, hurting them because uh, they're just uh, not really focused on, don't really seem to be uh, concentrated on uh, the big picture here. I agree. I think that, you know, when a lot of pressure is put on you, it's hard. And I think that they've come out, they've, they've done well. They're having a good season just because of those two losses. You can't really say, oh, they're just not a good team when what they've done has been amazing. And we've talked about that earlier in the year, but... Also, the ne- their schedule, you know, they play Charleston Southern here tomorrow. Tomorrow, They play Campbell women here as well. And Campbell women are only 9-7. Then Winthrop's women, 1-15. So, after that, though, they play the top, the top three of the top four teams in the women's Big South. UNC Asheville, Radford, and Liberty again. This time at Liberty, the team that blew you out at home. You've, they've got to really get the mental... Get with their mental program, and this is going to be huge for them. If they, they have a chance to do something big, they can at least make it to the tournament. If they have a chance to win this league, I think they could beat High Point, given the chance. I think they could beat Liberty, given the chance. I think they could beat most of these teams. I mean, at least one time if they don't sweep them. With that being said, indoor track meet, they have um, a meet at App State tomorrow. A, a lot of promising things for this team, despite losing a lot, you know. Losing big guys like Marcus Abraham, who's now at Cincinnati, who broke hit records here at shot put and discus, even breaking his own records his sophomore year. Of course, the loss of Jalen to, to a tragic death. That's going to be something implemented on their mind that this will be the season for Jalen. And that, I talked to a lot of my friends who are on the track team. That's on their mind. We have to do this. We have to be strong, and we got to do this for Jalen. That's been on their minds a lot. And they've got a pretty decent, um, pretty good team, actually, especially on distance side. You know, you've got Joshua Parks in his senior year. 
you've got you just got a really stacked program. Carlos Williams looking well with the da- with the dash. The women are looking even better day by day. So, Will, let's talk about this the track team real quick before we move on. All right. Judging by their aspects of all they've lost and coming into the seasons, indoor, outdoor will be coming soon. How do how can they use the indoor track season to pre- to prep them for outdoor? Well, outdoor is definitely different because uh, it uh, basically revolves around the weather. Because the colder the weather, then that uh, kind of uh, takes away your endurance. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it, uh, when you're indoors, uh, then it doesn't really affect you as mm-hmm. uh, much. Um, so I think that uh, the track team should be okay as long as uh, you know uh, they know what they're playing for. They're like you said, they're dedicating this whole season to Jalen. Um, and for Marcus Abraham to go on to Cincinnati, I uh, you think uh, that means uh, that they need to step up their game even more. And they have also got good senior pl- um, runners who they're going to lose after this year. They got Joshua Parks, Keaton, and Michaela Williams, who is injured right now, but she has done a lot for her part. So with that being said, I mean, there are a lot of people that are stepping up. You know, we lost Jordan Davis last year, you know, a great who was breaking records for women's in her senior year, and she's now down in Mercer for her graduate for graduate school. Moving on, you've got people like Maya Mallory and Kyra Ramsey stepping up, Kelsey, just a lot of people who seem to be stepping up, and they have to step up in order to replace the big talent that was lost. And, you know, I'm excited to see where this team goes. Going on to college basketball now. First off, two, three things to discuss before the picks. TCU star player, point guard, Jordan Fisher, out for the season after a knee injury that will ha- have to have surgery. So he's done for. Huge asset to this team. Will, how is this going to affect TCU, who was starting out great, and now they're having their ups and downs, and now you lose one of your stars. How does TCU need to react to this? Yeah. Okay, when you lose your star player, that's obviously a, a huge downfall. Um but I think the main thing is to just uh, stay focused and uh, try to find an alternate solution. Or you could just run around like uh, chickens with their heads cut off uh, and just uh, not mm-hmm. knowing what the heck to do. Yes, and I think that, you know, TCU, they've still got a tough schedule on their hands. You know, after they've lost the, the last three of their four games, they really need to step up. I think this is the time now that you've got to be thinking, okay, how do we finish off the season? strongly i mean we lost our star player we haven't been playing efficiently at all so now is the time where you've got to think who will step up creighton as well lost a huge player martin crampage martin camprell tears his acl against seton hall he's done for the season creighton right now 12 and 4 big loss how does this affect creighton especially a team who's in a tough big east conference here yeah well, considering that the Big East is now like one of the top conferences in college basketball, that obviously puts a lot of pressure on Creighton because they want to be the ones, uh, like everybody else, to dethrone Villanova, who is still number one in the nation. Yes. Um, uh, the, but uh, I think that uh, this could definitely be a huge uh, uh, blow. Unless they find an alternate solution, I think their season's going to be over sooner than they think. If you know, Especially since Martin was really leading with few rebounds and points-wise, Creighton has been up and down. Yes, they've only lost four games, but games they should have won or, like, should have blown out, have they've had to bite their fingernails to win those games. So it's going to be interesting. Like TCU, they have to step up. they got to figure out what's next for them. And finally, before the picks, college basketball NCAA is discussing on whether to add more teams to the NCAA tournament in the near future. 
So the tournament, as we both know, Will, that 64 total teams go, then 32, then it's 16, 8, 4, 2. They're talking about adding at least probably 12 or 14 more teams to that. Mm. What do you think to that, Will? Isn't that... Uh, this is just a talk, but... I, okay, I, here's the thing. I love basketball. It's, like, easily my favorite sport of all time. But I think uh, this might be a little bit too much. I, mainly I because of the reason that it might be a little bit too expensive. Uh, yeah. Because uh, you're traveling from one place to another, then then to another, and to another, until you... Well, you reach the national uh, championship, which is going to be insanely expensive. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, that's uh, why my dad said that they're going to stick with four uh, teams in the college football playoff, uh, so that way they, it saves money. Oh, heck yeah. But So I think uh, them sticking with just 64 teams is probably uh, the, the best idea. And, you know, they've talked about this for a while. I've always agreed to just sticking with 64 teams, even though there are teams that don't get in that should and end up in the NIT. I really think... if. Not to mention money. This takes a lot of planning, obviously, because right. you've got to plan. What cities are we going to play in? Where's the national championship going to be? How do we – where are we going to start the first four? It's just a lot of planning. Not to mention a bunch of money is put in. Yes, a lot of money is made up from ticket sales for this for this tournament. But as much as I love basketball, adding more than 64 teams is a little too much. It's like if you were to do top 24 college football playoff, that would take forever. No, it would. So with that being said, I agree with you. I don't think it's the best idea to add any more teams than there already is. Going on to the picks, starting us off, number 22 ranked Ohio State. Tied with Purdue for first, they are 7-0 in the Big Ten. But first, they have to stump the Gophers of Minnesota, who have been leaving a lot of potholes on the, on the top teams in the Big Ten. So ah. who wins this one, Will? Ah. <laughs> who wins oh, this one, Will? I'm looking at the stats here, and uh, they seem pretty even. Uh, Minnesota actually... He does beat Ohio State in some stuff, like in points uh, per game, points against, uh, uh, rebounds, assists, uh, blocks. Uh, uh, Ohio State has won their last uh, six games. Uh, Minnesota coming off a, a loss against uh, Maryland. They lost by 11. Uh, I'm going to say Ohio State wins this one. I'm going to take Ohio State. I think towards the first half, you're going to see a tied game. And then Ohio State has this thing that they, they use to upset Michigan State, where they keep the pace going, they stay on their pace, and the next thing you know, Ohio State takes off, and it's hard to keep up. So even teams like Michigan State had struggled to keep up, and that's how Ohio State upset Michigan State. I think that's what they'll do to Minnesota. I've got Ohio State. Number seven, Wichita State, 15-3, lost to SMU this week. They are no longer unbeaten in their conference, but they are facing another tough team who has surprised a bunch of people, the Houston Cougars. Who wins this one, Will? Last time uh, Wichita State and Houston uh, faced off against each other, he, Wichita State won 81-63. to uh, However, like you said, this uh, loss uh, against the FMU, that's going to uh, be a bit of a struggle for them. But I think they'll be able to uh, pull it off. I think I shall go with the Shockers in this one. Sh I'm going to go with the Shockers in this one, too. You know, on their mind is, we want revenge for SMU, but we can't play SMU. So we got to play Houston. So let's take it out on Houston. I don't think Houston is ready for the type of team that Wichita State has. Wichita State for me. The Big 12, every team in the Big 12 right now has 10 or more wins. It's a great conference. And right now, though, a Texas Tech, number eight, lost to Texas and has, right, has lost their last two games, as a matter of fact. Texas Tech, at number eight, takes on Iowa State, 10-7. and seven. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, this is a bit of a toughie here. Um, I think this will be close, 
maybe going to uh, overtime. Uh, the field goal percentage uh, Texas Tech has 48 percent. Uh, they both have lost uh, their last game. Um, but I think uh, in a very close battle, I say the Red Raiders win. I'm going to go with the Red Raiders here as well. Number four, Oklahoma takes on rival Oklahoma State. Now, we know what it's like in football, but not many people know about what it's like in basketball. It's usually a good game, no matter who's the best. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, well, whenever you look at these two team, these two schools, you would think uh, of football, but uh, we're, we're thinking of basketball here, and I these two teams are definitely entertaining uh, in this uh, sport. Um, uh, last time uh, Oklahoma played, they lost to Kansas State, 87-69, and that, uh, and that uh, crushed their momentum a little bit, but I think this is their chance to get... Uh, Back on track, they beat Oklahoma State last time, 109-89, and I think they'll do it again. I'm going to go with the Sooners. I'm going to go with the Sooners in a four-point get win here. You have to talk about what Trey Young has done here. He looks like to be the one who will win the Naismith this year. I've got Oklahoma. Texas pulling some upsets here. Upset Texas Tech the other night. Now they take on another top-ten team. It's West Virginia, who's lost their last two games as well. Seems to be a trend in the Big 12. Who wins this one, Will? All right, so last uh, game West Virginia was in. They lost uh, to Kansas by five. Uh, they are going uh, to uh, be looking uh, for redemption in this uh, one. Uh, yeah. As for uh, Texas, they're carrying uh, a win over Texas Tech in the books. They've won three of their last uh, five games. Uh, but I think West Virginia is going to be a little bit too tough. I'm going to go with the Mountaineers. I'm going to go with Texas in an upset. West oh. Virginia. Texas, if you look at Texas defense, especially led by Okanowski and Bamba, who are the top in the top 15 in players with the most blocks. These got two are insane. Not to mention Texas is playing with heavy hearts because of one of their players who has cancer. And emotion will really strive to adrenaline that will really help Texas. West Virginia just hasn't looked great the last two games. I don't see them looking well on Saturday against Texas. I'm taking Texas. Number 11, Xavier, 17 and three, takes on number 19, Seton Hall, who, the, who has been doing exceptionally well. Who wins this one, Will? Uh, Xavier's won their last uh, two games. The first one was against Creighton, uh, 92-70. And the la last one was against St. John's. Then they won by uh, six. Seen Hall lost uh, their last game against, uh, uh, who else? Creighton, like you just said. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's see. I think I shall go with the Pirates in an upset here. Ooh, I'm going to go with Seton Hall as well here. When you look at what they're capable of compared to Xavier, both equally matched teams, but Seton Hall... That three-point game is dangerous. Seton Hall wins this one, I think. Notre Dame, 13-6, takes on number 20, Clemson, who has lost their last two games, both to North Carolina schools. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, wow. Uh, so Notre Dame has lost their last three games. The last one was to Louisville by four in double overtime, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Clemson lost to UNC, 87-79. to So they're both going into uh, this game uh, with a... With a, with a win on their minds, uh, thinking they have to win this one in order to keep their place in the conference. Uh, but I think Clemson needs this win no more, because this is their chance to redeem themselves. This is all going to be a mental game. These two teams want to go back to the winning stages. You know, Clemson is a great basketball team who rarely gets talked about because, you know, they're most known for football or baseball. I think the basketball team has something to prove. I'm going with Clemson. Number 21, Tennessee, 12-5. and five. Takes on the team that upset Kentucky Saturday. South Carolina here. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, let's see. I think I'll just flip a coin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Tennessee lost uh, their last game against Missouri by four, and uh, 
South Carolina shocked the nation by knocking off Kentucky. Uh, and with a win against Georgia, that also builds up their momentum. Uh, I shall go with the Gamecocks in an upset here. I'm going to go with Tennessee in a four-point game. It's going to be very defensive. South Carolina's not going to leave until the clock hits zero, but Tennessee in the end. Another SEC matchup, Georgia, 12-5, looking good. Takes on the number one SEC team right now. Auburn, number 17, 16-2. Who wins, Will? Georgia won their last game against LSU, but barely by one point, actually. Uh, and Auburn lost their last game to their arch rival of Alabama by five. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Georgia is going into this game with more momentum, but I think in the end, uh, uh, Auburn will survive. I'm going to say War Eagle, go Tigers. I'm going to go with Auburn here as well. They have looked exceptionally well this year. I think they're the team to beat in the SEC. And finally for the picks, Florida 13-5, and 5-1 five. Five and one in the SEC. Tied with Auburn in first place, actually, right now. Ooh. Number 18, takes on number 18, Kentucky, who is not looking like Kentucky lately, but can they beat the Gators or the Gators chomp the Wildcats? Who wins this one, Will? Um, uh, so Kentucky uh, has been uh, trying to deal with this loss against uh, South Carolina, and when you lose to an underdog team, that definitely messes you up big time. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, meanwhile, for Florida, they had a, a pretty good win against uh, Arkansas, but they won by five. They won four of their last five games, by the way. Um, uh, the field goal percentage of Kentucky leads in this one, 48% uh, points per game, 82 for Florida and 77 for Kentucky. But uh, the, the numbers don't lie. But I'm actually going to say the Wildcats uh, will win this one. I'm going to go with the Gators in an upset. Gators on defense have been tremendous. Defense wins championships, as my middle school coach once told me. So I'm going to go with Florida in an upset here. Going to college women's basketball real quick. The SEC is looking tremendous. In fact, they have five teams in the top 16, including Mississippi State and Tennessee, who actually play each other this weekend. Okay. With that being said, we're going to go to um, talk about the SEC. I mean, other UConn, of course, the dominating team, but look at their conference, who they really play. What is, what is um, the most surprising to you about women's SEC, who's not really getting talked about a lot here? Yeah. No, uh, I actually think that this is the one uh, division in the NCAA uh, that's uh, been kind of overlooked uh, in uh, in women's basketball, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, in men's basketball, they're good because you got Kentucky and Georgia. Uh, Auburn and Florida. Auburn and Florida. Nobody really talks about the SEC in women's basketball. Well, uh because uh, you got uh, teams like Tennessee and, uh, what was it, Mississippi State, who shocked uh, the nation by uh, beating uh, the UConn women. Yes. Uh, so I think that uh, teams like those definitely deserve more recognition than they deserve. I agree with you on that one. I have no further argument for that. I, I agree with you on that. Going on to the picks, rivals, number seven, Oregon, takes on number 18, Oregon State, tonight. Who wins this one, Will? Oregon won their last five games in a row, and Oregon State has won their last game by 40 points against Arizona. I think there's going to be a huge battle here, but I'm going to say the Ducks win this one. I'm going to take the Ducks in here as well, simply because of their offense has been tremendous. A rivalry game between women. We know about how tough the men get, but did you know the women fight like hell against each other when they play? Number 15, Duke versus UNC here. Who wins this one, Will? Ooh, well, we know how big this rivalry is in men's basketball, like you said. Uh, Duke has won their last uh, four games. The uh, last uh, win was against uh, Virginia Tech. They won by 11. 
UNC coming up with a loss. I'm going to say the Blue Devils win this. I'm going to take the Blue Devils in this one. The game of the week on Sunday for women's basketball. Number three, 19-0 Mississippi State. Takes on 16-2, number six, Tennessee. Who wins this one in your books, Will? I just can't decide here. I just can't. Uh, Mississippi State's undefeated. They've uh, uh, The last win, they beat Alabama by 14. The Lady Vols, they lost by 14 to Notre Dame. Uh, that's going to mess them up. I'm going to say the Lady Bulldogs will win this one. I'm going to pick Tennessee in an upset. Ah. I, think, I really think that Tennessee women have a lot going for them. When It's been a while since they've been up in this stage, and the games I have I've actually watched while they were on, they've looked so impressive, they blew my breath away. I'm going to go with Tennessee in an upset. And finally, number 12, Florida State, 17-2, takes on 20-0. and 0, Number 2, Louisville, the team, people say, could beat UConn. Who wins, Will? Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, I think I shall go with Louisville in this one. They are... Right now, the only team besides UConn that's undefeated. Uh, as for Florida State, they could give them a good game. They beat Wake Forest last time, but by two. Then that's over in overtime. Uh, but I think that the Cardinals will overpower them. I think Louisville wins this in a close one, too. I'm, I've really liked what I've seen. I saw how they man women handled, I guess you could say, Notre Dame, who is a top women's college basketball team. And that was very impressive to me. I like Louisville in this one. Going to NBA real quick. Steph Curry and LeBron James are win the popular vote to be captains for the All-Star Game. And right now, here are the top five from, from both the Eastern and Western Conference. you got Giannis from the Bucks, okay. DeMar DeRozan from the Raptors, Joel Embiid from the Sixers, his first All-Star selection, Kyrie Irving, and then LeBron James. For the Western Conference, you have DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. Steph Curry from the Warriors, of course. Kevin Durant from the Warriors, and James Harden from the Rockets. So, talking about this, Will, you can pick anybody. It doesn't have to be straight up from the Eastern or West. These right. two can pick anybody. So, real quick, who do you think would be LeBron's first pick and Stephen Curry's first pick? This is like street basketball where you're like, okay, I pick you, I pick you. It's just like uh, middle school all over again or oh, elementary yeah. school. Uh, I say that the first uh, person that LeBron would pick would have to be either Giannis or uh, Kyrie Irving. Yes, uh, they've worked... Uh, I think probably Kyrie more because they've worked to they worked well together in the past uh, and they actually won a championship together. Yeah. Uh, so I say that uh, LeBron is looking to say, okay, who do I have? Who do you, who do I think I, I would have good chemistry with? Because uh, 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 it's not all about having good players on your team. It's all about the chemistry that they would have together. I good point. I totally agree with that. I think I totally think you're right. It's either going to be Kyrie or Giannis. Now, depending on whether or not if ESPN's made-up stories about Kyrie and LeBron hating each other are true, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think Curry's pick would either be probably KD, but if not him, if I were him, I'd go for Anthony Davis. You need some height up there perfectly if you need someone to match up in the paint. You need uh, some good defense. Heck yes. Speaking of the Cavs, though, by the way, they recover from one with a one-point win against the Magic, who were oh, in last my. place, after losing four straight games. What do you think of this, Will? People are saying the Cavs won't make it this year to the championship. What uh, after watching, uh, after observing the Cavs uh, very closely, uh, will they make the championship? I'm not in entirely sure, <clears throat> but what I do know is that they're starting to show a little bit of rust here. Yeah. Because LeBron, we don't know how much when if he's going to leave Cleveland or not. Uh, uh, he might go to the Lakers after this season. We don't know. 
Yes. Uh, and when they barely lost to the Magic, uh, that uh, ju just goes to show uh, that they're not the same Cavs as they once were. I agree. I think that, you know, it's eventually... Isaiah Thomas, like I've said in the past, is not producing like they said he would. He's, this man took forever for him to come back from injury, and now he's come back, and people saying he's better than Kyrie. This man has not shown that to me. Of course, you got people like Wade and Rose who have... Wade, who was getting up to age, and Rose can't seem to get away from injury. Seems like Satan throws an injury at him every single way. With that being said, I think the Cavs are still a top team. Whether or not Kevin Love can go back to being consistent, and whether they're going to have to rely on LeBron or not, because if they were just relying on LeBron, he can't do it all, especially if they face the Warriors. With that being said, the week of suspensions, as they've called it. First, round one was Trevor Ariza and Gerald Green being suspended for two games after the altercation against the Clippers, started by Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, for two former teammates. Now it seems to be frenemies, as you would call it. Yes, uh, that's correct. Magic's Aaron Aflafo, sorry. Aflo? Aflo. Well, Aflo, yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Suspended two games after altercation with Vajelikov of, of the Timberwolves. And then Michael Carter-Williams and Tim Frazier last night went at it, and now they're suspended for two games. So... Seems to be a lot of altercations this week. We see this a lot, Will, but how should the NBA handle this? You know, I mean, if more and more of this is happening, shouldn't a more bigger punishment be brought to attention? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, this is the kind of tough. Uh, well, I mean, I know it's only two games, uh, but uh, two games in the NBA could actually mean a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, you could lose some serious momentum uh, in the... Uh, uh, that uh, amount of time. Well, if, let's say you're the, let's say you are the GM of the NBA. You're the commissioner of EM of NBA. Wow. Right. I'm Adam, I'm Adam Silver. So, if you hear all this, you've heard four altercations in the in a well, week alone. How would you handle this? Uh, honestly, you can't really stop it because there's a bound to be an altercation at least once in an NBA game. Well, yeah, but. Four in one week. How would you handle this matter when the when it comes to the press? Well, if I had to do that, I would probably have to set up a regulation of some kind. Uh, I don't know exactly what it would be or what the regulations mm -hmm. are, but uh, you would have to put your foot down and uh, set some sort of ground rules. I agree with you on that one, actually. I mean, nothing much more. To, I mean, altercations happen all the time. You see it in baseball, football, basketball, and even in hockey all the time. So, I mean, it's not like you could simply just stop them from happening. Last thing before we get to the picks, sources say the Hornets are open to trade for Kemba Walker. Hornets fans are going ballistic mm. everywhere. According to sources from Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN, the Charlotte Hornets have been encouraging teams to make offers and appear eager to discuss attaching Walker to a larger trade in which another team would take on one of the Hornets several Far less desirable contracts, according to sources. Kimball Walker, 27, makes $12 million per season through the 2018-2019 season. And not to mention he's the number two player all time in terms of career points and assists for the Hornets. So let's talk about this, Will. Good move or bad move to do, especially since you've upgraded your team big time here. Yeah, well, considering that you've... Uh... Uh, spent uh, all this time and uh, probably a good amount of money to get all these uh, players to, together to probably form uh, a potential playoff team. Um, uh, to get rid of uh, your, your shining star, uh, that uh, is obviously seems like, like uh, they're kind of desperate, it seems like. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree. Because, because I looked at the Hornets. They are struggling right now, and I think they're going to try to do whatever they can to make sure they get back into the playoff picture. I agree with you on that one. I think that trading your number one play, one of your top players who has been there for you, bent, bent over for you, backing up, and it's just, I think, honestly, yes, I know where they're trying to get from, but, you know, Kemba's been your leading source because Dwight, he's done okay, but Kemba has been the one that's able to move your team. He's the reason that most of, he's who, he's the reason where most of your wins have come from. He's the one who, where your most of your wins have come from. With that being said, going on to NBA picks, Spurs take on the Raptors, who only have three losses at home. The Spurs have lost their last two. Who wins this one, Will? Oh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Rudy Gay are out for the Spurs uh, still. Uh, and uh, for Toronto, uh, Fred Van Vliet is uh, day-to-day. And so is uh, Mano Ginobili. And that's been kind of uh, hurting these uh, Spurs. They've been kind of aging a little bit, even oh, though yeah. they still have some young talent. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with the Raptors uh, in this one, even though because uh, San Antonio also barely beat uh, the... Uh, uh, Nets uh, in their last uh, meeting. I agree. I'm gonna go with the Raptors on this one. Wizards 25 and 20 take on the Pistons. Both teams with winning records face off against each other. Who wins this? Will Pistons do have a winning record, but not by much. Same thing goes with the uh, the Wizards. Uh, uh, Wizards lost their last uh, uh, two games. Uh, their last loss was to Charlotte, 133 to 109, uh, and uh, T- Detroit lost to uh, Toronto by five. Uh, no, no, over, or overall, these two teams are uh, desperate for a win, yeah. uh, but I say that the Wizards uh, would deserve this win more. I'm going to go with the Wizards simply because John Wall is at his best right now, and I think that the Pistons have struggled on defense the last couple of games, and that's going to be big in this game. Thunder versus the Cavs. Thunder have been improving tremendously while the Cavs had to break a four-game win streak, a four-game lose streak. Now they take on each other on Saturday. Who wins this one, Will? Cavs or Thunder? It's at Cleveland. It's at Cleveland. Uh, Oklahoma City has won three games in a row. Uh, they are 5-5 five and five with their last uh, 10 games. And uh, Cleveland has won three of their last uh, 10 games. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they're going to add uh, four to that. I uh, say that Cleveland is going to survive and get this win. I'm going to go with the Thunder in an upset, simply because the Cavs still seem shaken up. I think the Thunder win it, especially with the way they're playing. And finally, Rockets versus Warriors. Last time these two played, the Warriors almost blew them off the map. Who, and it's at Golden State this time, so who wins this one, Will? Oh, it's at Golden State? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was at Houston for a second. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Golden State. They've won their they won, they are, they won nine of the last uh, ten uh, games, and they are leading in uh, points, uh, field goal percentages, and rebounds and uh, assists. Uh, I only think they're going to continue to dominate. I'll go with Golden State. I'm going to go with Golden State as well. And finally, it's NFL. The picks for the AFC and NFC Championship winner of both games advanced to Super Bowl 52 at Minnesota. Now, for the AFC, the Jaguars, who upset the Steelers and whose defense has been amazing, they take on the New England Patriots, who have been this road before. One problem, though, Tom Brady might not play. An x-ray reviewed he has a serious hand injury, although Bill Belichick refuses to comment on it. Brian Hoyer is their backup. If that's the case, if Tom can't do it, they have to rely on Brian Hoyer, which wouldn't be good. Blake, Leonard Fournette had three rushing touchdowns last week against the Steelers and 109 yards. 
He has to perform well, and they want to beat this top New England team. Who wins this one in your books, Will? Well, if Belichick Bill, if refuses to comment about Tom Brady, then that usually isn't a good sign for the Patriots. Uh-uh. Uh, but one thing I actually found out about Leonard Fournette, he's actually questionable for the game. Really? Uh, wow. Uh, so that could hurt uh, the Jaguars' uh, offense. Uh, uh, and Blake Bortles has sort of been an on-and-off uh, uh, team, and with the uh, rumor that uh, the Patriots' defensive coach is actually going to leave after this season, uh, uh, that's uh, it's obvious uh, that cracks are definitely showing uh, in this uh, dynasty of, of a team. Uh, but I think that this could be enough for the Jaguars to compromise, and I think that we shall see one of the biggest upsets in NFL history. I think the Jaguars will win it out. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Blake Bortles has to be on his game. He has to have one of those games where he is very consistent. Otherwise, this it could be you could blow it for your team. I think the Jaguars' defense, if Brady plays, he will have an off game. First off, an injury, if he's playing, going to play with an injury. Second and foremost, you're playing the number one defense with an injured hand. So that's never good. I think the Jaguars will upset the Patriots. And finally, for the NFC Championship, the Vikings, after a miracle win against the Saints, take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Who wins this one, Will? Both of them seem to be evenly matched, in both in terms of both offense and defense. Uh, two <coughs> linebackers from the Eagles, uh, Daniel Ellerby and Kamu Gergier-Hill. They're both uh, questionable. Oof. Uh, Michael Floyd of the Vikings, is uh, the wide receiver, is questionable. Uh, and Case Keenum, who is a breakout star for the Vikings and in the NFL in general. Uh-huh. I'm starting to wish I started him for my fantasy team. <laughs> uh, but I say history is going to be made here. I say the Vikings win and host the Super Bowl in their own stadium. I'm going to go with the Vikings simply because the Eagles offense only produced 15 points against the Falcons. Foles has done great, but he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet in the playoffs. The Eagles have a great defense. The Vikings are going to have to play exceptionally well, but they have two great wide receivers, a QB who's on fire, a defense that was able to hold a legendary QB to only two touchdown passes compared to what he's usually doing in the playoffs. I think the Vikings win, and I think they'll play at Minnesota at Super Bowl 52 against the Jaguars. I'm going with Minnesota. With that being said, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this was Real Real Talk Talk Sports. Sports. See you next week.